join the nation. Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Thanks for joining us on Racing Nation. Now with thanks to the Southern Hotel, we'll have a look at racing in Sydney this weekend. Ten races from Randwick. And don't forget from the Southern Hotel. What have they got coming up there? Tuesday the 26th from 7 o'clock, the Matildas vs Brazil. Uh, Friday the 22nd, there's live music there from 8, as they do there each of the Friday nights. The big racing this weekend, of course, with the Cox Plate. And then 8 o'clock, the live music on there again. The UFC is on the Sunday, the Melbourne Cup, of course, the, the Tuesday. NBA's back, T20 World Cup, everything's happening there. Bar 839 now has the 360-degree UHD and digital audio-visual sensory sound system, so it makes you feel like you're at the game. Tom Haylock, you're almost back at the game from Trial to Track, Trial Files. How are you? Yeah, I am. We're opening up, mate, down in Melbourne. Um, I'm good, yeah. Looking forward to, to getting outside and getting out of my apartment. Excellent. So, yeah, know, the, the world or the country starting to open up a little bit. Now, we continue on Randwick. Now, we see the uh, introduction of a new race this week, the first time it's been run. The invi- <laughs> What is it? The Invitation. Two mil. Yes. Yeah, the fillies and mares. Yeah, just, yeah. just another race to try and stop horses crossing the border, mate. Showing um, mm. money like the $2 million hill stakes. What a great race that was, mate. Um, yeah, free money for some of these connections. I just wish I had a good horse at the moment because we'd stay in Sydney, like think it over, done and win everything and beat nothing. It's a good example, isn't it? So if we have owners, if, if they want to set their sights on something like that or lower the bar and, and not consider cox plates or other things like that. Like, think it over is a prime example, isn't it? So wins that one last week, where would you say it was worth two mil? Uh, the Hill Stakes was worth two mil a fortnight ago before that, and last week it won a $750,000 mm-hmm. race that beat, legit beat a field of... had half the field scratch, field of six, and beat nothing. Unbelievable. And then it goes around, what, next week, eligible for another million-dollar bonus by winning both? Yep. Wow. And they'll probably get a field of five and free money. Well, it was kind of like, was it you that I was talking to about this? Or Gibbo, I can't remember when I talked about Kubrick and how much prize money Kubrick has won in its life. <laughs> was yeah, it you? Probably, no, I don't think it was me, but I know Kubrick well, Gibbo. yeah. Yeah, it might have been Gibbo. We were talking just, cause it's, it's a winner of the uh, the Bondi. Um, it's the last time it won yeah. a race. But here's an example. So... Kubrick, this will ask you the same question. How much prize money do you reckon Kubrick's won on its life? Let's say 1.65 million. 1.65 million, something like that. So, it's up to 914,000 for us. It's on three races. 914, is it? Yes. I thought it was more than that. Oh, there you go. The, you obviously, you, the, the good thing about racing in New South Wales is that the, the prize money is deep. So you win yeah. you winners actually get a higher a lesser percentage in New South Wales than you do in Queensland. So which is interesting. But I'll tell you what, the race didn't get much better last year, the Bondi, the one million dollar race. It's worth the same as a Cox Fate this uh, not Cox Fate, worth the same as a Golden Rose this race. Um Kubrick's mm. run twenty races since that, obviously two years ago, hasn't won another race. Pelps have won it last year. He's gone to stud. Second, fourth, fifth Sixth last year, have not won since. Seventh horse broke his maiden over 2,000 metres on a heavy eight in the class one at Hawkesbury not that long ago. The eighth horse is was last seen running 12th at Cairns. Um, it is it's, uh, it's worth the same as the Golden Rose. Can you can you actually believe that? 
Yeah, it's a good point when you look at it that way, isn't it? Where the Golden Rose race you consider as a stallion-making race, or a uh, you know from yeah, well, it's a race that's a potential champions win, isn't it? You got half these fields running around in North Queensland that can't win twenty thousand dollar races. Mm. Um, unbelievable. Mm. Anyway, um, what do you think of the invitation then, that they've invited? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good field, deep field, uh, typical mares race. It's um, yeah, I don't, don't mind the race to be honest, mate. Although I don't think we need it, though. Um, I'd much yeah. rather see all these mares running in Melbourne against each other for grand finals rather than separating them and diluting the product. I think the breeders are diluting the product as so much these days as it is that we're uh, not left with really strong races, and, and it's evident um, in in these races like the Hill Stakes and um, stuff where we're built to six and not um, a lot of depth and horses coming out of Toowoomba races six months ago being clearly the best horses in Australia. I mean, I don't think the depth is there at the moment and, and diluting the product even further doesn't help the game, but the invitation is a race we can bet into and um, looks a nice enough race. All right, well, let's have a look at a few of the races on the card. We can go through a number here and see if we can help the punters find a few winners. Keen to ask you about the first. It is the World Gym Casserole Kirkham played over 1,000 metres. It's for the two-year-olds, as we always say, uh, the trial files. This is what it's all about, trying to highlight those that go to the trials and head to the races. Has anything caught your eyes? Yeah, contemporary um, ran a really nice race in the Flemington, down the Flemington Strait um, on debut. Comes here and carries, or has race fitness and experience on his side here. He beat a lot of these in a recent trial as well and synthetic at Warwick Farm. Uh, he beat Rocamello, Romeus, um, the Godolphin pair there, and Shalatin as well for, for Joe Pride. Uh, I think he beats all them. Um, then you've got different form lines of, of debutants, Oye and uh, Troach. I think Oye trialled really nice. She's got to be in the mix here. Um, She's a nice Godolphin horse. And um, Secret Revolution and Queen of the Ball are the other two that tried against each other. And I don't think there was a huge amount between those two. Maybe Queen of the Ball, better value. But um, a few nice horses, not an incredibly strong race. I think um, of the the Colts, I think Contemporary's probably got the measure of um, most of them. And, and Queen of the Ball and Oye um, in the mix as well off nice trials. It's not a bad race. All right, so that's your thoughts there, the Kirk and Pope. Let's go down to one of the races you are keen to bet into on the weekend. It is the third, the Daily Press Brian Crowley Stakes. It's over 1,200 metres listed level for the three-year-olds. Thoughts here? Um, good race, this. Yeah, a couple of really nice um, Chris Waller horses here in Abel Willie and Zerastro. Abel Willie uh, ran really good times on debut, draws the outside here, which is a little bit of a worry, especially given the camp. They like to be negative um, and go back or even scratch from these wider barriers. But... Um, he replicates on his performance, or replicates his performance on debut, which rated really strongly. It would be very hard to beat here. Trials suggested he was a, a really smart horse, this, and he, he won very nicely on debut. So I think he get to the outside for Karen McElroy would be pretty hard to beat. Zerastro, the other one, can have a, a Tommy 2 play here. Zerastro, I think, is a, a horse with a lot of ability, and um, on debut is only beaten by Pulele, if you don't mind. So, um, he could come out and, and win this quite well. So I want to back Abel Willie and Zerastro number five and seven in the Brian Crowley. Let's go to the fifth on the card here. It is the, uh, the Robert Lodge Palante handicap over 1,400 metres. Uh, race five, you said? Five, yes. Yep, yes, yes. Um, really interesting race is because the two horses that I really like here are 
uh, completely different patterned horses. Um, you'll know Emerald Kingdom quite well, James. Uh, I love the booking for Emerald Kingdom. Tim Clark on board. He'll roll forward leads. And the, the danger is Creedirus, who probably will be last in run. So um, oh, Patton's a huge one here. I, I really like Tim Clark on Emerald Kingdom, as I said. He was beaten all by Apache Chase, and that race rated through the roof, James. They went really fast early as well. thought Emerald Kingdom was really good sticking on quite nicely, and Apache Chase is $13 for Golden Eagle, so easy enough to tie in. Um, got to be a chance, Emerald Kingdom, and Creed Iris is, um, will be charging late. Uh, he's going well. I liked him through the line in a trial. He didn't look interested in that trial, though, so that's a little bit of a query, but he, he rattled home late. Um, just track pattern will depend on how I play that race. All right, that's your thoughts there on the fifth. Let's go down to uh, race seven on the program, the seventh year, the Tattersalls Club Cup, 2,400 metres. Yes, uh, I, I suggest that Zarek brings the best form into this. He came through a Group 1 Metropolitan. The winner, Montefiore, ran well in a Caulfield Cup, ran, ran very well, if you don't mind. Uh, Barry on's a positive. Barrier might mean he, he might need a bit of luck, but um, he clearly brings the best form, and I think he's the horse to beat. Um, Cepheus was good in that hill stakes running third, but they absolutely walked there. Um, yeah, so I'm leaning to Zarek here. Do I want to dive in at a short price in a staying race? Not really, but he's clearly the horse to beat, number three, Zarek. All right, let's go to the Bondi. Over the mile, yep. it is race number eight. The million-dollar race, one early scratching here, and it's Akira, the five. Yep. Uh, yeah, oh, two main lead-ups here. Uh, I think the, the main lead-up is the, the group two, Stan Fox, Halal, Coastwatch, and Kodahili were in first, second, and fourth, respectively. Halal uh, comes... I think Halal's probably the best horse up to 1,600 metres. They made it level weights again. I think it's the right form, and there's no reason why Halal can't win again. Um, I think it'll be suited 1,600 metres at Ramwick. So happy to have him on top. Dufresne brings a different form uh, and uh, can lead and has that map advantage. So he's uh, in the mix, but um, Halal clearly on top for me in the Bondi. Right. What about race nine, then? It is that race we spoke about, the invitation, 1,400 metres. $2 million here for the Phillies and Mares. Yes. Um, typical Mares race, it's uh, quite deep, not a lot of tactical speed. Vangelic leads up quite clearly from Madam Legend, maybe Sweet Deal. Uh, two main lead-ups here. The, the group three Nivison at Randwick a fortnight ago who went slow tempo. Tricky Girl was very good. Madam Legend was good and Sweet Deal was quite nice there as well. I think Sweet Deal is probably the one I want to take out of that race. Uh, just the barrier puts me off a little bit. They might work forward. But the other race is um, the Golden Pendant was um, on Trivier was good. Behind Vangelic, Vangelic had huge map favours there and bias favours and uh, kick clear on Trivier was fantastic late. Ice Bath might be the value here. I don't mind that wide barrier. Um, Ice Bath was sensational. Ran the fastest 400 and 200 of the day there, if you don't mind. Uh, she's run well in a Group 1 Epsom since, and um, I think it looks the right form. So she might be the value there, Ice Bath. You've got to tie in on Trivier. I think she's um, going well. She's won six of nine. So I might, um, yeah, might have something Ice Bath in the Nairs race, the invitation. What about the lucky last Southern Cross Group Handicap, 1,200 metres? It's a benchmark, 88. Send us yes. home a winner. 
Yes, well, Gravina beat all bar, uh, what was that horse that won um, Big Parade um, one last Saturday as well. So the form ties in fantastically. Gravina was enormous in defeat there, ran the fastest 200 the day of 10.68. They can't run too much faster than that, James. That was a superb closing speed. Uh, rising in weight's no issue, but the query is barrier one. He'll just need luck at the right time, and I think if he... I think $2.50 is about the acceptable price because um, I think if he gets breaks at the right time, he wins this. Um, there's enough speed, enough pressure, and um, I think he's paying, taking 250 to, to work out whether he gets gets even luck. So, Gravina on top, race 10, number 9. Hopefully we can find a winner to finish the day. All right, so recapping, what's uh, your better bets or suggested bets on the program winning at race three. We're going to have a two-horse play here. Tommy, two-play. Five, Abel Willie, and seven, Zerastro. Race eight, number one, Halal. And race ten, number nine, Gravina, correct? Yes, spot on, mate. Yeah, don't really have a bet yet. I think all the favourites are really well um, bound in betting and probably their right price, but I think the few that I mentioned will be pretty hard to beat. All right. Now, what about uh, Melbourne Cox Plate-wise? Have an opinion? Well, I actually really like Gold Trip, but it's not running now. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good race. There's chinks in a lot of the favourites' armour. Um, have we overrated Zaki? That's a little query I've got. I know the Brisbane races rate superbly, um, but he hasn't beaten... Has he, what's he, has he beaten much, mate? Um, I'm just going to get his form up. Yeah. Um, I, I query about the horses he's beating, like... Um, mm. That's my concern. He's beaten what? Homesman by two lengths, Pars of Glory, Brandenburg, Toffee Tongue, 50 Stars, Shared Ambition, who's legless. Um, half of those are in wheelchairs, mate. Oh, I just I just can't dive in at the price. I can see he gets Matt Favors and there's a chance. I think Animo might be the, the horse to beat now, and I don't mind the other three out at a bit of value that can, can run really nicely in maps well. So I was on the internationals. Um, yeah, gold trip coming out to really put a dampener on the race, in my opinion. Mm, okay, so it's a, yeah, it is an interesting race, isn't it? Just the well, Zaki was the shortest, the short price. Alex going towards it, but um, as you mentioned, the, the, the bubble sort of burst a bit there, and uh, and now all of a sudden, whilst it still holds favouritism, it's looks probably a lot more open than what we were probably thinking, or generally the market was thinking a few weeks ago. Yeah, I know, I know the Turnbull wasn't run at the right tempo for her. Um, a high, kind of a high pressure race, and I don't think she copes with a high pressure race. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking of very elegant there. Um, very good. So I just, yeah, I just think that's the favourite surf chinks in their armour, um, and I went looking for a bit of value. And Animo's a, a query at three thousand. Um, State of rest could could actually be better than them. I've got an opinion that the internationals are much better than the Australian horses over this kind of distance, and um, yeah. Yeah, it's just a few. I, I can't dive into the favourites at short prices, that's all. Alright, so at the end, you mentioned the other three, right? So Captivant, you think, has got some hope too at the price? I do, yeah. Um, so you've had a fantastic record in this race since 2000. I think 50% placing strike rate um, for three year olds. So um, that's really impressive. And that's three year olds that settle on speed and run, run on speed, which I think this horse would do. I think you can settle behind the lead. I think he'll give a good account of himself, so that might be a play there, uh, him to place, definitely include him. Even horses like Dallas now, because I've got, got these favourites um, so... Well, I think they're too short. Even horses yeah. like Dallas now, I can't get out to the price. He, he's a hard horse to suggest he can win this, but you go back, he's he's beaten 
he was beaten 0.7 of a length behind a Dave and very elegant um, in a Queen Elizabeth. Exactly. He beat home yeah. Sir Dragono, Mugatu. He's been home Sink It Over. It beat um, Mwanga again there. Um, and that was all in that Queen Elizabeth. Then he beat Zaki and Mwanga in a Doncaster. Like, and he's going around 60 to 1. So, and, and for that reason, like he's beaten them all home. Uh, I know he struggles to win, but I just can't get these favourites that short. An intriguing race all the same as we head towards the big Flemington week. And also, I know it's always a ploy with different bookies and everything, different agencies paying out on incentivise. Would you be doing so? Do you think, I mean, do you think it's an over, I'll rephrase that, do you think it's an over-the-line job that incentivise wins the Melbourne Cup? <laughs> um, to answer your first question, <laughs> I think it's a great tactical move by the corporates, yes. I think the... Majority of their money will get turned over again. They'll back it again. They'll back another horse in the Melbourne Cup. I think it's a no-brainer. It's great advertising and great promotion. Um, do I think the horse is clearly the horse to beat in the Melbourne Cup? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I do, especially with these internationals are falling by the wayside, what few that were here. Um, so, yeah, I think oh, I think they'll struggle to beat him on what he did in the Melbourne Cup. That was some performance. And, gee, it's a nice horse. Mm, isn't he? Isn't he? Just yes. amazing. Mm, what the it, only... what it, where he's come from, it's <laughs> an unreal story, and he keeps getting better. And I love the way he finished off that race. He was powerful, and I, I think the thirty-two hundred is no issue. And I don't mind the weight penalty. I think it was fair. Yeah, that's that's probably. I agree with you, but that's probably the only issue. So the only issue is he has yet to run thirty-two hundred meters. I agree. I mean, I can't see why he wouldn't, but. The old story. Until they do it, they do it. But um, you know, and you're just trying to find chinks or reasons why he couldn't win it. And it's, it's, I think, it's a, yeah, I think he just wins it on class. Yeah. Um, like a so you think. I know so you think he didn't win it, but I don't think so you think was a 3200 meter horse, but just ran, you know, at a really strong Melbourne Cup, ran a ripping race. Just class took him a long way. Exactly, and well, we're going to find out first Tuesday in November isn't too far around the corner. But anyway, we'll get through this big one on Saturday, another very compelling day of racing. Looking forward to it. As always, Tom, thanks for giving us your input. Hopefully we've helped the punters find a few winners. Thank you, mate. All the best. Racing Nation with James O'Shea.